it's me, Slinky Cat. And Stardom. And this is the Mystery Squad. On our audio, we have our lovely President Kennedy Eisenhower Hamilton. And, uh, and Serna. Today, we're talking about urban legends. Ah. This is somewhat of a continuation of our fairy tales. We've just modernized it a little bit. Of course. Moved up about a century or so. Because that's what they are, just yeah, modern yeah. fairy that's tales. That's basically what they are. Yeah. That's what we're going to talk about today, actually. So we also understand that there's a whole bunch of different urban legends, um, but we're going to focus on four that we feel, at least in our cultural knowledge um transcends yeah transcends to us and that we both have good enough information about and that also uh kind of work with the idea of them being modern fairy tales Mm -hmm. and having like a moralistic standpoint exactly so the first story we're gonna talk about is the good old hook hand well you're gonna tell me about the hook hand oh yeah we're gonna share both of our different stories about the hook hand so i'll tell mine first okay okay so the way i seize it is uh there is this lovely this lovely young couple in their car and yeah. uh so yeah. they're driving through like a wooded area yeah and it's real spooky at night and all of a sudden their car dies oh no okay oh, no. so they're in the spooky woods and their car dies and the guy gets out of the car and he tells the woman he says you stay in here because you're a woman well of course you're gonna get kidnapped oh no so just stay in here and don't make any noise oh no and so he leaves she locks the door she's staying in there and uh, it starts to rain a little bit, and she's hearing some weird noises. She's hearing some weird oh, no, things. Not the weird noises. Yeah, and she hears like dumping on the car, and she hears she sees this guy standing outside the car oh, too. Oh no, scary At guy. some point, and she's like, "Oh no, who is this guy?" And so she thinks about getting outside the car, but she doesn't because it's well, still yeah, late at night. I wouldn't right? get out of the car either. So she sees this guy, and he's got this hook for a hand, and she's real spooked out. So she's, like, hiding in the car, and he, like, kind of terrorizes her all night, like, oh, no. making noises on the car and, like, just tittering about in through the shadows. Who titters around a car? You know, a hook-handed man. <laughs> so she hears also throughout the night, she hears this little drip, drip, drip. Oh, drip, drip. On the top of her car. Just raining? a solid, like... Oh, we'll find oh, out. Are you sure it's not raining? It might be a little bit, but they're in the woods. She wouldn't really know. Oh, okay. So she, it gets morning, and she has not heard from her man friend. And she says, since it's morning and the hook-handed man is gone, I think it's safe for me to get out of the car. And so she does. And over top the car hanging from a tree is her bow with his guts all spilled out. Oh, no. And that's the story I had heard about oh, the hook-handed oh, no. man. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, you know, the version I heard is a little different than that. Okay, what what's the so, version you heard? So the version I heard is that there there's this couple, and they're uh, going up to Canoodle in Lover's Lane. Eh? Oh, Canoodles. Uh, you know, and uh, so they're getting up there, and they're getting hot and heavy in the new the car that they've been driving uh-huh. and uh so basically they they hear this noise on the side of the car and it's uh it's the scratching sound <laughs> yeah it's a good scratchy sound I know that scratching sound and so the guy decides that he's gonna get out and you know go look and see what he can see and yeah. see if he can figure out what's scratching on the side of the car and so he leaves and and the woman stays in the car because you know ladies don't go and check out in the dark they don't. So he uh, he <coughs> checking and he can't find anything and 
he seems to disappear, and the the woman's left all alone, and she stops hearing the scratching sound, but she starts hearing a tapping on the roof. Oh, it's tap. I know. And Is it raining? No, it's not raining. Oh, crap. I know. So she's too scared to get out of the car, uh-huh. so she stays there all night, and the, the next morning she climbs out, and uh, she looks around, and she sees there's deep scratches on the side of the car, and it looks like it's been made by a hook. And then she looks at the roof, and there's her boyfriend's... Uh, feet tapping on the roof and he's been hung from the tree above the car and he's dead of course oh my god he's dead you know, yeah i know oh no oh no was it his blood tip tapping on the car i know it was the tip the tips of his toes oh crap his feet were hitting the roof all night okay <laughs> so yeah that's a <laughs> okay that's the midwestern version the midwestern version yeah you know but what? i think that this this story is really cool because it definitely was one of those stories that came about, like, you know, w- Wikipedia told us earlier that it came out around the 1950s. Which so makes that's sense. when cars were becoming big. And, you know, you have that whole thing of chastity still. Of, oh, yeah. You're a lady. You shouldn't give up your virginity. She's a lady. Don't de- be deflowered. Uh <laughs> Which works its way into the 80s as well, where everyone was like, F being a virgin, I'm going to do what I want. Like a virgin. Hashtag the sex. So. But it is an interesting way to think about it with hook hand and the fact that Mm -hmm. you have, you know, this driving culture that the U.S. didn't have for a very long time before that. And now we're finally getting that. And we're also after World War II. Right. So we're finally able to have that chance to be together. And up until a certain point, chaperones were a thing for young mm-hmm. couples. You know, you had to court the girl and that kind of thing. And this is the first time that that's not happening. So it's, mm-hmm. we gotta, we've got to make sure that they practice safe sex, essentially. So you can go out and you can maybe make out for a little while. But if you stay too long... You're going to get murdered to death. You are. You're going to get murderized <laughs> if you're yeah. not careful. So with a hook hand, yeah, what a way probably. to go. I... Which also like is cool because you kind of see that hook-handed culture too in things like I Know What You Did Last Summer, yeah. which brings it into like the horror genre and stuff like that. Well, and Supernatural well. did a an episode with a hook hand as well. Yeah, because they did like a whole Urban Legends Yeah, episode, well, they started out with like, Urban Legends, that's why. Yeah, yeah. So... so. Which is cool to see in pop culture. Yeah. And also, um, the lovers, the whole Lover's Lane thing, like, those were, like, people were getting murdered out in Lover's Lanes and stuff, too. I remember listening to on some of the spoopy podcasts I listened to, My Favorite Murder, um, that they talked about that, that, like, the Lover's Lane murders that they were talking about spurred on yeah, and you have these to, stories as well, because they all come from truth. You also have to wonder if it was they came from truth or the truth came from them. Or those both. urban legends started first as a way to scare young people into behaving themselves. Mm-hmm. And people went, hey, you know what? That's a good idea. I should try that. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would, but there's some crazy people out there. Or did it become one of those things that it happened in one small town? And because yeah. we didn't have as much media then, everyone, it you know, you know that telephone that game story. of, oh, did you hear about the time? Well, and it would explain why you and I here have a different version yeah. of it. And I also have uh, heard, like, a few versions of it where, like, it's this guy escaped from a mental institution. Yeah. And, like, he, to get out of it, he cut his own arm off. And, like, I've heard stories where it's not necessarily a hook, but it's, like, a wire coat hanger that he, like... Yeah. devolved into like a hooky type situation and stuff too so there. there's like so many different versions of this story which is why I think it's a yeah. great urban legend um and honestly sometimes like 
every once in a while. This one and the next urban legend that we're going to talk about, like, kind of scare me when I'm driving late at night from work. (laughs) Well, the the next one's interesting because it does play into the similar themes of the hook hand, of the the couple going out and, you know, doing canoodling, so Mm -hmm. to speak, and things like that. Whereas the next one is, at least for me, it's the guy in the backseat story, um, which Mm -hmm. the version I've heard is that there's a young woman who's... Maybe she stopped for gas or something like that late at night. She's all by herself and she gets back in the car and she's got this guy following her really close behind and he keeps flashing his brights every so often at her and honking his horn and she's terrified. Mm -hmm. But she's out in the country so until she gets home she doesn't have anywhere to stop. Yeah. It's the days before cell phones. You can't just call the police. Right. So the only thing she can do is drive all the way home Right. And once she gets there, she finds out that, you know, she's ready to, like, beat up the guy who's followed her this whole time. Mm-hmm. And she gets out of the car and he's like, oh, thank goodness. <clears throat> I'm glad you're okay. There was a guy in your back seat. I saw him. And every time he popped up, that's why I would honk or flash my brights. Yeah. It's and it's this guy him. who's escaped from prison or whatever who got mm-hmm. in the car. And it's that idea of scaring young people who are out and about doing their own thing. And, like, the thing is, is that you should always check your backseat. And, again, it comes from a culture where, like, locking your doors wasn't a thing. Well, yeah. Like, anyone locked your house. Like, your neighbor was allowed to come over for sugar or just, like, walk through your door at any point in time. Which, like... Depends on your definition of sugar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Woof. Um, But, uh, and, like, I grew up in, like, well, I didn't grow up, but my family's from small town Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that still, like, my grandparents and stuff, like, the door's still unlocked until, like, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, well, I grew up in the city of Detroit. Not quite the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Although I know that when my parents were kids, that definitely was a thing. You didn't, like, lock the doors or anything. Yeah, and, like, my family's in and out of that house, like, all the time. And it's just... That, that small town culture, and I think that's where most of these yeah. urban legends start. And I think also those urban legends are the evolution of the culture. You know, you look at fairy tales, and in those days, we were preparing young women to get married and what they might be like and how they should behave for their husband. Mm-hmm. And now we've moved on to, okay, we don't have courting and we don't have, you know, a chaperone anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're able to go out on your own, especially as a young woman. Mm-hmm. And you better be careful because something could get you. And that's why in the 40s and the 50s is when these urban legends started to really mm-hmm. become a thing. Absolutely. And then, you know, you start getting into the 80s mm-hmm. and it kind of evolves from there. Well, you even have the, well, you even have going off and driving a little bit. So you even have the ones for guys too about don't pick up a strange girl off yeah. the side of the road because yeah. she might be a dead ghost. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I mean, as much as we have them for women and it, we focus more on the female ones because we're female. We're ladies, guys. What? Um, but you know, guys have them too. It's just in a different sense of like, Hey, sometimes you want to do the nice, like humble, like honest thing, but like you might be picking up a dead girl. (laughs) Well, and when you go back to the hook hand for a minute, the guy is the one that goes out to check on everything. And while the girl is scared all night, he gets killed. Yeah. So, you know. Because he was trying to do the chivalrous thing. So it's like yeah. on both of them. Yeah, you absolutely. know what I mean? Like she's scared all night. She doesn't know what's going so on. So I guess the moral of that one is just drive away. Just keep going. Yeah. Don't, just you know, if, if you start hearing noises when you're out canoodling, you probably just want to leave. Or like if your car breaks down, like maybe stay in the car and put your hazards on and like yeah. keep the doors locked and stick together. Right? Because either way, you're either going to die together or, like... Yeah, and, you know... And this, of course, is 
the other thing is that it applies to the 50s through the early 90s before cell phones were a thing. Yeah. Because nowadays you can call the police from anywhere. Well, and that's not always true, though, because if you're in a dead zone, well, like, you're stuck. That's true. But yeah, so going into the 80s, though, we do have some good spoopy urban legends there, too. We do, which, again, evolution of the urban legend. Evolution. Um, going in from, like, the 60s to the 70s into the 80s and even the 90s. Yeah. Because um, I was a 90s kid and heard a lot of them. We get into those stranger danger sorts. Stranger danger! Stranger danger! And the one that I'm sure we both grew up with constantly was... You never eat anything oh, from no. your candy bag, oh, your trick or treat yeah, in, no. if your parents hadn't checked it first and oh, you yeah. never eat no. anything you defi- you that wasn't that. wrapped because someone's going to stick a razor blade well, to yeah, murderize yeah, your poor little that's mouth. That's true. Yeah, they are. I don't. I, it's so funny as a kid, though, because you would hear that rumor. Mm-hmm. And you were, I was always like, well, first of all, how do they unwrap it to get the candy bar in there and then wrap it back up? Yeah. And second of all, how did they put a razor blade in it and I can't see it? Because, I mean, <laughs> hella awkward to just like, here, let me slide that into your Three just Musketeers. Casual, yeah. Mom, why is there a line on the side of my Three Musketeers bar? What's that about? Well, and like, I also think it's wild because like, I remember seeing like stuff like that on the news during Halloween time, being a wee lamb and like looking at the TV and going, that's not cartoons. Um, well, you know, I think it's interesting too because. Yeah, it was wild. I think the razor blade thing and I'm, and I'm interneting we're looking it uh, up it actually may have started with apples yes yeah. with the caramel apples and that's why you if it wasn't uh it was a homemade baked good like we weren't allowed to eat it yeah and i think that's where the whole idea of wrapped candy came but again as a kid of the 80s and the 90s my candy was already wrapped so it really didn't make sense to me why it was you know a i feel thing. i feel like you can tell if something's tampered with anymore like yeah, you can't for the most you know, part. They they make a lot of things tampered for. That's a Tylenol scare in the eighties. Yeah, which is probably another place where it came from. Yeah, and I, that may have even been where the razor blade idea came from. Was yeah, there really was a Tylenol scare. Yeah, because nothing had murderizing people, well, but it also didn't have seals on it or anything. It had kind that cotton plug. Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting because like people say razor blades in your candy, and I just there's. I don't want to like give anyone ideas, but there's much easier ways to tamper with things. I hope that the that people listening to this are not going to get ideas. <laughs> I would, That's not the audience we're going. For. I would hope not, but you never know. You could get one guy. I mean, who's, I like, guess. thinking about it. But like, there's so much. There's easier ways to tamper with stuff that isn't fully unwrapping a candy bar, That's placing true. a razor blade at the top of the candy bar, and hoping a child does not notice it well, really interesting is because i'm looking on snopes since i'm interneting interwebs uh a lot of it actually is more pins and needles than razor blades okay which are much easier to hide. it makes much more sense it does but uh this started in 1967 you know actually it was a little bit before that but the focus okay. shifted from poison to razor blades and sharp objects hitting mm-hmm. there so apparently it, this is even older than i thought it was right and good old ladies. Good old ladies. And speaking of candy, there's candy. There's Sorry. there's even more going off of that. That's true. The man in the big white murder van. The man in the van who was offering you candy. That stranger danger tactic. Yeah, that, I don't uh, know why I would want to get in a stranger's van. I mean, and like I also heard like um, it, candy and ice cream trucks. True. Like you had to be. Well, you, we weren't allowed to go up to ice cream trucks without an adult. And and there's also just the general uh, don't take candy from strangers. Yeah. I actually had a situation like that happen when I was a kid. 
I was visiting um, friends of ours and the boy that I was hanging out with, we were riding bikes around the area and one of his neighbors offered us some candy. And it was ingrained in me as the 80s child of, yeah, no, you don't take candy from strangers. Mm -hmm. And he didn't really even know that neighbor that well. So it wasn't like he knew him and we were okay. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm going to stay here on the sidewalk. And he was actually kind of like, well, okay. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Did we not talk about... <laughs> I know that we talked about this in your family. Yeah. So it, the, taking candy from strangers, I don't think that strange that that stranger was really going to do anything. But at the same time, you get so scared. But it was clearly ingrained in me that you didn't do that. Well, it also, like, you just don't... You didn't walk up to strangers, like, well, at no, that point you either. might get grabbed. Yeah. You know, it's not about Someone's the razor blade and the candy that they're going to give you. It's about they're going to kidnap you and sell you into child slavery or yeah. Lord knows what. Yeah, I remember, like, I even remember going to, like, theme parks as a kid and my, the Animaniacs at, like, uh, Six Flags. My parents were like, Cindy, go take a picture. I was like, eight. And I was like, no, there's strangers in there. I was not going to go say hello to the Animaniacs. I knew what they were. I'm pretty sure we vetted those strangers. So you <laughs> also, you're telling me the Animaniacs were not real? Uh, you know, not How a dare that. you? Uh, listen, I was a very smart eight-year-old child. I knew what was up. That's all right. I didn't come to theme parks till I was 16. I was very smart by then. I knew for sure. <laughs> yeah. So it was just, it was one of those things that, like, you you don't talk to strangers. Even now, like, when I have to talk to, like, certain strangers, like, in, like, a large place by myself and there's, like, people walking on the street, I get nervous talking to people. Well, yeah, same. Because um, you never know what they're going to do. Yeah, or say or anything. And, like, that's ridiculous because, like, 98% of the time that person's probably just going to help you. Yeah. That's but. true. And, but because it becomes ingrained in our culture, that's what mm-hmm. we, we think of and, you know... You go from the Lover's Lane stories mm-hmm. and the young ladies out on their own. So that's especially in the 50s um, and this driving culture to now we're talking about the 60s into the 70s and 80s where that generation is their children. Mm-hmm. So they've been scared and scarred for life with their own urban legends. Let's <laughs> scare our children. Don't take candy from strangers because they could either kidnap you or put a razor blade in it. And it's because it, like your parents love you so much and it is wild to see it going from like teens which are like still children but like on their way to adulthood or young adults so 20s and stuff like that and like in the 50s and 60s and stuff children were still kind of protected yeah in a sense like everyone knew everyone's kids or you just didn't hear of children being taken at that time yeah into getting into our generation where it's like hey people might think you're so cute they might actually have to kill you because of it well so it goes back to the idea of locking your doors and that sort of thing yeah for the most part, that kind of stuff didn't happen earlier on when you could trust your neighbors. Uh-huh. As towns and cities got bigger and there were more and more people. As the media scared us. Yeah, well, that too. We actually started getting media as opposed to radio, you know. Yeah. And and not every house had a television. And we started to get where they did have televisions. Uh-huh. So it became this widespread kind of panic idea. Yeah. Um, so you can blame the media. It's not just social media that you can blame for things. This has been happening for a long time. Amen. Yep. But no, I just think it's so cool. And like seeing it go from like the fairy tales where it is still the, and a lot of fairy tales I feel like are directed more towards young women, but oh, even yeah. the urban legends and stuff to see them branch out into like, hey ladies, we're still focused on you because unfortunately you're the quote unquote fairer, quote unquote weaker, but you're quote Supposedly. unquote the more intelligent yeah um and going into the guys where it's like hey you have this idea of what's right of what's good of what's 
what you should and shouldn't be doing, how you shouldn't be, shouldn't treating a lady, but you're a target too. Yeah. Because you're young and you think that you're more macho. And you think that you're invincible because you can yeah, you drive don't know, around in a car now. You don't know your own mortality yet. Yeah. Like, usually. Um... So, so the, the yeah to see it branch out into them yeah. too is kind of cool to see that we're we're slowly but surely starting to be like oh yeah guys might need to, to hear to be these careful too. stories too what? they might need to be saved too <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting actually that like mm-hmm. these fairy tales have been put into pop culture and the mm-hmm. urban legends too and they you know there's modern retellings and all these mm-hmm. different versions of them. And so there's so much a part of our culture, but at the same time, we've started to move away from them in a way. We have other newer urban legends for sure, mm-hmm. but with the rise of the internet and cell phones and things, you can kind of debunk the ones that we've known from the 50s and 60s. You know, you right. can, like I just went on Sco- Snopes and I can look up the right. razor kick blade in the candy and find that it, while it was confirmed, it was kind of, you know, not as big as a panic as it had been turned into. So it just kind of makes things really different and interesting to see how things have evolved a little bit. Well, and what's cool, too, is, like, especially, like, if you go into horror movies and stuff going on, that When a Stranger Calls was, I think the first one was made in the 80s or something, and I'm probably wrong, but it started to do that whole, like, urban legend thing, babysitter thing. Starna's going to look up to make sure When a Stranger Calls, the first one was made. Um, but the idea of a stranger calling your babysitting in the house and anything can go wrong. And then they remade it to add cell phones into it. Yeah. And so it's cool that they transcended that to see what would a cell phone actually do and like, how does it work? And like the battery dies or you don't have your cell phone, but you have caller ID, but the caller ID is not working. So you have to get to the other phone in the cabin on the land and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and the, the original, it says was 1979. So yeah. So yeah, around the 80s. Yeah. You know, so it but like seeing that one and then like knowing all the different babysitter oh urban gosh, legends, all the babysitter urban legends, the clown statue, uh, yeah, uh, the dog that licks your hand, oh. like not only a dog can lick your hand story, oh. those are roommate stories too. Yeah, and like if you guys students. don't know those ones, I'm just gonna let you look those ones up because they are ooky spooky yeah. in my opinion. Um, and I don't really like to tell them unless it's like. Two small children that I know are babysitting well, people. The main one, of course, <laughs> that I know of is that, and it goes with when a stranger calls, but that it's the call coming from in the house. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Which also is changed by the modern culture versus when it was originally written. When it was written, most people didn't even have a second phone line. That's right, kids. We're going to get real old for a second here. So and we, <laughs> and, and we're going to talk about the fact that uh, not everybody had more than one line on their phone. And it was corded. Oh, it was corded, and and it was probably a, a rotary dial even to begin with. You oh might have had God. a push button if you was lucky. So, <laughs> just the fact that those things were the case—that's what made it so much scarier—is yeah. the babysitters on the phone taking care of the kids, and somebody calls, and the call is coming from in the house. Yeah. But the problem is, how could the call come from in the house? We don't have a cell phone for that guy to do anything. All we have is a landline that's corded that doesn't have call waiting on it. God, I remember not having call waiting. It was awful. Uh, Yeah, I'm old, kids. That's right. Just, you know, Uh, so that's what made it infinitely scarier. And when you modernize that to, Mm -hmm. you know, cell phones and things, then it's like, well, yeah, of course that somebody could call from in the house or not call them from my phone. Well, and then you also have the... the, still scary, The spookiness, too, of, like... 
you know, you don't know who anyone is online either, mm-hmm. which spurs its own urban legends I, and, and stuff, too. And I feel like that's, that's grown out of and what even creepy babysitter ones says. used to be. Yeah. yeah. And so, creepypastas and all those mm, kinds of things. Chill. If any baby angels are listening to this, just understand that, like, you never know who you're talking to. Like, if someone, if you're talking to someone and they will not video chat you, if they will not, like, Snapchat you, send you pictures, something like that, they're probably not who they say they are. That's Nine a, times out of ten. I just want to let you know that. That's, that's my the, PSA. Uh, PSA for the day, kids. <laughs> like, not that I blame you for your PSA. I just needed to get that out there. Because mm. children... I remember being too trusting as a child. Mm. So, yeah. I, I was not, so... <laughs> I was, but I wasn't. It was this weird flux of being both. So, uh, yeah. Just don't don't trust anyone online. So, as the X-Files used to say, trust no one. Amen. They're yeah. aliens or lizards. Okay, that's a completely different podcast. <laughs> that is. We're not getting into that one because, you know, we, we are, yeah, we're on Urban Legends. I know. Anyways, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get the creepypastas, you get yeah. all this stuff, um, and all these things that, like, really just mess with your mind now, and it's interesting to see just kids nowadays not be bothered by anything. Like, I remember hearing these stories, yeah. like, at a campfire and being like, this is spooky, and kids nowadays are like, yeah, so what? Yeah, I mean, I had... Uh, it's funny, I'm not really into, like, horror or scary stories, but I had several copies of scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, so good. They were just, yeah, they were so good. And that's mostly urban legends in there. Yeah. I think what made those scarier was just the illustrations that went with them. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I heard most of these, including some of the ones you were talking about that it's like, go look it up. Like, the dog yeah. looking your hand and, and things like that. The red dot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. You know, and a lot of them too were like what I like I said roommate stories for college students yeah to not trust not trust people yeah all that fun stuff so yeah yeah you know so, and then they made those movies those urban legend movies oh yeah 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 I remember watching those they were wild it's true so and they got some good urban legends too they even do like the pop rocks and the soda oh motif except for it's I think like Drano or something that they yeah. actually do it with which Drano's the one that will kill you so do will yeah, not I no, hate to tell you <laughs> well, not quite in the same way but might eventually pop rocks and soda will definitely not kill you though and Mikey from life did not die from that yeah if you remember Mikey from life cereal not everyone does so so yeah uh how are you feeling on these urban legends I am feeling spooky Spoopy? Yeah, the good kind of spoopy. Yeah, I feel I feel like we covered all the things that we wanted to cover. We did. Okay, so uh, so that was the podcast. Uh, we're just going to shortly plug some things. So if all of you want to skip to the end, like, here plug you go. In, Here's your time. Uh, so if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook at Mystery Squad. Yes. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify as well, uh, Apple iTunes, and YouTube, all at Mystery Squad. Mystery Squad. Um, and I think that's all of, that's all of our guys. If you guys, um, have any urban legends that eventually, if we do like a part two to this that you want to hear or have us talk about more, or you have more information, uh, leave comments on all the social media stuff. Also, if you actually like the serious ones and you want to learn some things, we can do that too. We love having fun and like laughing at the silly stuff, like some of our previous ones, but we also like discussing the interesting things. And if you have like some funny ideas, uh, like the centaur pants, like where does the Grim Reaper live? Like also leave those for us too, because we have no problem talking about all that stuff. Yeah, you know. We're here for suggestions. We're definitely open to it. 
So we thought we were done. We did. Uh, but we got presidentially uh, vetoed. We had an executive or uh, decision made for us. That's and uh, our president actually has a version of the hook hand story uh, that they wanted us to read. So Starna's going to do that for okay. us now. I'm going to do my best here. Man and girl go out to drive under moonlight. They stop at on at a side of road. He turned to his girl and say, Baby, I love you very much. What is it, honey? Our car is broken down. I think the engine is broken. It'll walk and get some more fuel. Okay, it'll stay here and look after our stereo. There have been news reports of steers being stolen. <laughs> Good idea. Keep the doors locked no matter what. I love you, sweaty. (laughs) So the guy left to get full for the car. After two hours, the girl say, where is my baby? He was supposed to be back by now. Then girl hear a scratching sound and voice say, let me in. The girl doesn't do it. And then after a while, she goes to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there. She gets out to check and man door hand hook car door. (laughs) Wow. Is that the end? That is the end. (laughs) My president, I love you. But why are you like this? (laughs) Why did you make me hear that with my own two ears? (laughs) That was really fun to try and read, too, kids. Our president's laughing so hard right now. That's the only part that matters is we made the president laugh. And we did make the president laugh. What a good feeling for them. <laughs> oh, internet. <laughs> Why did you have to ruin the hook, hook hand story? <laughs> all right. So uh, this is the real end. Uh, remember to like subscribe to all the places we told you before. All the places you'll go. All the places. And uh, yeah, uh, here we go. Uh, leave your comments. Bye. Goodbye, now.